Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, March 18th, 9 o'clock, Joy Exposed. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and thank you guys for joining me tonight. I know you guys noticed my new lipstick. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Right? So it's a nude lipstick brand, um, Everlasting Glimmer Veil by KD. It's a vegan... Um, lipstick so uh, i ordered it offline i posted a picture of oh i posted a picture of it on um my website and i said i wanted to try it and so i got it and i kind of like it it kind of pops right so this is my new lipstick and it's um a shimmery shimmery veil anyway so liquid lipstick you guys know that's about all i do is some lipstick you like that thank you stephanie so I'm going to try to do that because I do kind of um, pay close attention to my lips. So I thought each week I'd find a new lip gloss or lipstick to wear and kind of highlight or spotlight a new company. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and it's Wednesday. So let's get started. Three cheers of joy. Oh, that's not what I want. Got my cup. I got to get me a new cup, Stephanie. So tonight I'm drinking some Bouillet. It's a bourbon. This is an empty bottle because... I didn't refill it out of my big bottle, but it's Bouillet, and it's a bourbon, so that's what I'm drinking, so I'm kind of, I'm having that for the evening. I had some champagne earlier. I was celebrating a little bit. I'll share that with you guys. Um, first things first, three cheers of joy. Well, initially, I was excited to be on spring break. I said that last week. Spring break was coming. I was super excited about it. Well... On Friday, when we left for spring break, we found out we would be gone for two weeks. So I went from being excited about one week to being excited about two. Cheers to being off from work. My second cheer of joy is, and of course, if you guys are celebrating, put it out there. Let me see what you guys are celebrating. My second cheer of joy is that I don't have any small kids, right? Like, I don't have any little kids that I have to care for during this closure so that's definitely a cheer of joy that i don't have any little kids and i guess that's good and bad i go back and forth about those emotions but for this moment right now cheers to not having any small kids that's definitely a cheer of joy so the first cheer of joy was being out of school for two weeks the second cheer of joy was not having any small kids um My third cheer of joy this week would have to be, I've really been chilling the fuck out, right? I usually am up and doing stuff and running wild and ragged. and But for this past few days, I've really been in a kind of low space, not a low energy space, just chilling. I've been watching some TV. I haven't been forcing my writing and I have been exercising. Oh, that's what I should have celebrated. I won the walking um, challenge last week and the week before, but I'll just throw that out there anyway. But I've really been chilling out, just kind of enjoying the time to not have to be somewhere and not have to do something. So I'm really chilling in that moment. And I think I spent more time shopping at the liquor store than I did the grocery store. So we'll go see how that goes during this lock-in, right? So cheers to chilling fuck out. Here we go. So three cheers of joy tonight is brought to you by Bouillet Bourbon. It's really yummy if you haven't tried it before. And um, my first cheer of joy was being off of work for two weeks. My second cheer of joy is not having any small kids while we're working through this coronavirus stuff. And my third cheer of joy was being able to relax watch some TV and not stress out about it. So I'm definitely not the stressor in this. I'm definitely on the cool side. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely chilling. So some people are panicking. I'm not panicking at all. So um, thank you guys for joining me. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And those are my three cheers of joy. Tonight in my Yeti, I have the Bouillet Bourbon. What are you drinking, Terrence? Some 1800? Hey there, um, LaShondra, cheers. All right, so we'll get started here. So let's see. First, I was going to tell you guys about, I started getting in a fitness challenge. Um, I actually started walking and competing, and I won two weeks in a row. So this week, I'm not competing, and I don't have an excuse or reason why. I'm just not. I may get up tomorrow and do something crazy and try to catch up. But for right now, I'm really just chilling. 
enjoying the time because we got this fucking coronavirus. Like we literally have a pandemic going on and we've been talking about it just a little bit um, before. Well, last week we started talking about it because there were cases and then the World Health Organization announced it as a pandemic. I was already calling it a pandemic. And I think it's just because I understood that it was all over the world. So that just made sense to me. That's what it was. I didn't know it had to be declared a pandemic, but it was. And now we've been here in the US, we're making these drastic changes to how we live our days, staying in the house and not going to work, which I went from two weeks off to now. I don't go back to work until April the 15th. And that may even be even longer, right? So the april 15th is now my time to go back to work so we're gonna see what that looks like it's a little scary to have that much downtime um for me and it also makes me a little bit anxious about my students because they're already in a high risk negative risk for behaviors and i hate for them to be away from something organized and structured for so long when you're in the house of people who don't give a fuck about you and it's a lot of parents out there who really just don't give a fuck you know they don't care what the kids do they want the kids to leave them alone they don't care if they eat they talk to them any kind of way they beat them they shit they're not there i mean and these things are reality this isn't play play i'm not saying this to be mean it's some real shit out there so you know i just kind of advise people Hey, if you know you don't want kids or if you know that you're selfish as hell or you just don't have the kids because they're the ones that suffer and they get stuck in these um, yucky ass spaces of being mistreated because you don't want them. And it's a sad, it's sad. I hate to even talk about it and sound so careless about it, I think, but it's true. So, um, you know, so we've got, you know, four weeks out of school now and I know lots of places are closing down but the hospitals stay open some restaurants are open during the day some markets are open during the day companies are moving their employees to work from home so we're definitely making some transitions of space and i will never go back to the way that it was um never go back to the way that it was we're, we'll be on something new once this is over and it really it's amazing because when you talk about shutting down the school system grade school and college, I mean, we're talking about money generators, right? We're talking about money is funneled through those places like nobody's business. And when you're shutting that down because you're trying to limit the spread of this disease, of this virus, that's a big deal. And it's, you know, a lot of people are concerned about the numbers. I think Georgia, out of how 10 million people, Georgia had like 300 cases. If that, you know, I'm not even sure of the numbers, but it seems like the cases reported are minuscule in comparison to the number of people. But remember, it started out as one. So to contain it, you need to be able to contain as much as possible so that you're not continuing to spread. Um, the best uh, the best way for me to look at it and think of a, a virus spreading is thinking about uh when you think about if you're having and this is now the coronavirus now lives for three hours airborne right so it doesn't have to be direct di direct direct contact on somebody so that's something i read about and then faceless love sent me an article about it today with more detail but it now it lingers in the air for three hours so you don't have to touch somebody or be with them to get it it's just there so i always think the analogy that i use for transmitting viruses and diseases is like they used to tell us if you sleep with one person that means you slept with five they're five people so every person has slept with five people right so Every person has slept with five people. So if you sleep with one person, that's five people. And those five people have five people. And those five people have five people. So you think it's only one, but it only takes one, right, to get it all passed around. So, you know, that's the way to look at it. And, and, and we get kind of selfish in what we want to do. Like, I know it's things that I want to do. I didn't, I was hell-bent on not canceling my reading in Atlanta next week. And then I found out today that the venue is going to be closed um the venue's gonna be closed so i have to cancel or postpone my reading so i was hell-bent on doing it anyway but you know you have to sometimes kind of take a step back and for the safety of other people whether i thought i was going to be okay that meant that i'm going to go from where i am 
to an airplane to be around other people. I'm now engaging with them and people in that space. I'm exposing them, they're exposing me, and then I'm coming back home to you know my family where my grandbaby is and my daughter my son-in-law you know so we have to really kind of take into consideration what it means for those selfish movements and i'm having a hard time with it because um i do have desires to be somewhere else or to do something else but you know i'm having a chill it'll come through as it comes through right so um yeah so that's our little change thank you so much um varisa that's that um that's that lipstick I posted on my Facebook. It's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's a vegan lipstick. It's called Everlasting Glimmer Veil. I'll put the um, link on my page if you're interested in it. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway. But, you know, that's our right now where we are with this virus. And, you know, what are we going to do about it? And I think everybody pretty much feels healthy. And the understanding is... Some people have it and they don't have any symptoms. And then some people get the symptoms and then they're tested for it. And I know in Florida, they've set up a couple of drive-through testing stations and you've got to have a fever. You've got to have one or two of the symptoms and meet a certain age threshold. So you can't just go get the test because that's expensive and we don't have the test like that to just, cause somebody wants to say they got a test. Um, so, you know, that those things are popping up. And we've never had this before. Well, not in my lifetime. I'm 50. So I'm 50. And I've never, I mean, I've, there was the swine flu, the bird flu, the SARS. You know, the, every couple of years there's something. But it's just a, a strand of the flu that's there easy to manipulate. And, you know, some of it is caught up in the um, flu vaccine get your flu shot but now this for whatever reason is outside of that so we got to figure out how to get how to get a handle on it and I think next week they'll start testing like an anecdote on people so they'll start kind of testing it I don't even know if it's testing it on people or not but um oh yeah thank you baby so I don't even know if it's t if they're testing it on people or not just yet um but I think they're working on an anecdote. I just got a text message from Faceless Love said, you're talking about the coronavirus, babe. Stop touching your face. <laughs> Thank you. Horrible habits, right? So don't touch your face, your mouth, your eyes. And, you know, I was wondering about the eyes because I wear contact lenses. So I take my contact lenses in and out every day. So I'm thinking, should I just be wearing my glasses and not wearing my contact lenses? Because I definitely touch my eyes on purpose to put my lenses in and to take them out. So that's really interesting. But anyway, um, when they start uh, testing the anecdote to see how people respond to it, then we'll go from there. So there's been some measures passed. I think it was the Stafford Act. That's what allows access to additional funding to go into a national state of emergency. And that's how these states are able to make these decisions to shut these companies and everything down because they'll have access to money to funnel resources into people's pockets. So, um, uh, so they'll have resources to funnel into, you know, people's pockets to keep everybody afloat. And, you know, there are some, a couple of good Facebook discussions about that. And I'm going to address that not as my Facebook post of the week so that we can have some understanding. When these companies are talking about deferring or postponing, or we won't cut your this off, or we won't do this, that means when the shit is over, your bill is going to be what it is it's going to be march april may it'll be all of those so i don't want people to get caught up in this thought process of if they're getting paid they don't have to pay their bills because some people will continue to get paid but if you don't want it to be a situation where you're not paying your bills and then in three months all your shit is due at one time right so we really have to be careful and make our smart grown-up decisions about paying our bills even if they're talking about giving people money per day to live. I think if you can't work and you are affected, exposed, you are affected, exposed, or had the virus, something like that, you can literally make up to $511 a day, right? So 
there are so many different things that are going to be happening as far as trying to funnel money into the communities, into people's pockets to keep them working. You have to really be smart about what you're going to do with the money. Also keep in mind, this money will probably be taxed, right? So it's not like you're getting free money. You are a citizen of the United States and it's almost like you're being fronted money, right? So this is money that's given to you. You'll either pay it back with your taxes. I'm just supposing, I just don't want anybody to think that there's a free payday here because it's not a free payday. Every year, everybody goes to the IRS and report how much money you've made all year. It's attached to your social security number or EIN, whatever you use, the money you've made through something is attached to you. So they'll know already how much money you received during this time. So that goes into, if that goes into your taxable income, that means you pay more taxes on the money at the end. So people who get these large tax refunds will see a diminish in that probably. So I'm just throwing it out there because I don't want people are talking about it. It's a big deal. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. What are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with your thousand dollars? Da 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 da. People are really talking about it, and it's just not to minimize. It's just a thousand dollars, and I'm sure even if everybody received a thousand dollar once, that's not going to cover your bills for a month. It's $1,000. So it's not like $100,000 or $10,000 even. So be careful in thinking that there's some great reward or great payoff in this moment. And it's not. So don't, so get your money now. And when you go and do your taxes next year and you missing two, three thousand dollars Think back to this $1,000 stimulus that you got or this, what you think back to that. Also think if you max out on the daily payout because you've been affected, that increases your taxable income. So you'll be taxed in a higher tax bracket because that's up to $133,000 a year. So you're, even if you don't make that, your tax bracket increases and you're paying more taxes. So all of these little quirks, and it's not as easy as I'm getting some money. That's not how it works. So everybody just, you know, hold your horses on that. So we were talking in a Facebook group today and somebody asked, what do you think you'll do with your, um, what do you think you'll do with your thousand dollars? And, uh, People were making all kinds of, they're like, well, maybe buy some stocks or buy new furniture. They have all these suggestions because everybody wants, would love an influx of cash. Like we all would love just a chunk of cash to do something mad with. And um, when I read it, because the group I've been in for years, I was like, oh, we should all, if all of us got together and put our money together, we could buy a piece of property because there's a lot of traveling that happens or we could invest in. And then I saw that, um, one of the group members uh, had made a similar suggestion. So I thought that was really cool. So, you know, just kind of look at what you're doing. What does it mean to you and how you're going to spend it? What does it mean? I literally just don't think that you're getting something for free. Also, don't think that because you get it under the president that's currently the president, that you have to vote for the president. Trust me, your vote is worth more than $1,000. You can't be pimped for your vote for $1,000. That's not coming out of his pocket. And he pretty much doesn't have a choice but to take care of the citizens of this country during a state of emergency. He can't not take care of the citizens of this country. It is your right as an American. So just don't get caught up. It's a lot of basic thought processes out there, very shallow principles. So just kind of pay attention to all of that so that you know that you're making the best decision for yourself and for your family. So that's my little rant about coronavirus. And, um, and if there's a thousand dollars in it or not, I mean, could be, could be not. Who's to say? But I tell you what, y'all know how quick it is to spend $1,000. <laughs> we all know it's easy as hell to spend $1,000. Boom. As soon as you order something, you already know you already reckon it up. And you want to pay two things and it's over. So, you know, just take care of yourself. Watch how you're spending your money now. Not a lot of frivolous spending. 
get the things that you need, hold off on the stuff that you want. We are a very materialistic society and stuff is there. So sometimes you can chill. We don't, you don't have to get that right now, right? Sometimes you chill and that's okay because the time will come. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. We, um, yeah, blink of an eye. That's right, Stephanie. Hey there, Chanel. So we have to make sure that Oh, let's see. Hi, Angela. Oh, Angela says so true. And they don't understand that. You're right. People want to get access to the money. So we have to make sure that we're paying close attention to um, what we're doing and how we're taking care of ourselves. And I think the at risk population are the older, over 65 and then the babies with respiratory issues. Everybody else seems to be pretty cool in it. Right. So everybody else is, you know, you just get your get your fever and you get your um if you have some symptoms you treat your symptoms they'll start giving this antiviral i just got a message saying they gave now they got they've got um got a they started a vaccine yesterday in dc oh in washington state because they had so many cases in washington state so they have um they have so many um cases out there so they started the um injection there so we'll see how that goes you know and we don't have a lot of time to be shut down we are we're a community the united states we're a money center baby we move right so we don't get to sit just sit and be still and we also don't get to beg and whine and hand out and i hope that maybe this moment of realization allows people to kind of snap into a space of i need to be in a different financial position for my family so I need to do something different. So if there's another emergency, my reality doesn't look like this. My, you know, so it just kind of helped to retweak the way that your mind thinks about where you are and the comfort of the paycheck to paycheck. We all live for the paycheck to paycheck, but maybe it just changes what we do different for say our grandchildren, our great grandchildren, because hopefully we'll never see this again. I think the last time there's been a major shutdown like this, I don't even remember. I don't, I, when I was reading, I started reading about the great, um, the black plague and, um, but I know there's been something like this, but we, in my lifetime, we've never shut down like this. So you guys know that you're all here with me. So anyway, so that's us. That's the coronavirus. We, um, you know, coronavirus was so much more fun when you thought it was drinking until you got a tummy ache. Then you had a tummy virus from drinking too much corona, but not anymore. It's on to some new stuff. So COVID-19, it's a real, and that's a part of us. That's what we're going to talk about. And, uh, you know, next year they'll have a, probably a vaccine for it. You'll add it to the things that you get a vaccine about. And, um, you know, just becomes, I figure they probably went through something similar with chicken pox, mumps, rubella, polio. How do we get rid of it? How do we get rid of it? So we'll see what it looks like next year. But for right now, we're just going to get through the moment. So it's Joyce Limwells with Joy Exposed. Cheers, everybody. My lipstick. Yes, it's shimmery, right? Purple. I like it. Oh, it matches my cup. I didn't even do that on purpose. Mm. All right. Let's look at some Facebook posts of the week. I've had some fun ones. People are crazy as hell. So the other day, Sunday, I found one. Some of them are kind of funny. I enjoy those a lot. It says day two without sports. Because, <laughs> yeah, all the sports have been shut down. Found a lady sitting on my couch. Apparently, she's my wife. She seems nice. That's so funny. I'm like a man making, picking fun at himself for not paying attention to his wife. I thought that was cute. And then um, I watched, um, oh, the trials of Gabrielle Fernandez on Netflix. And one of the caseworkers, the social workers that was on trial for, they charged them for negligence or something in his murder. He said he lives by Coram Deo. I've never heard that before. Coram Deo, C-O-R-A-M-D-E-O, -E which I looked it up because his presence, his, what he offered to the camera was so calm and so, just he was so calm. I had to look up what Coram Deo was to understand where his thoughts were. And Coram Deo is a Latin phrase translated 
to mean in the presence of God from Christian theology, which summarizes the idea of Christians living in the presence of, under the authority of, and to the honor and glory of God. So I've heard the, I've heard the translation before, but I had not heard the Coram Deo, and I love that. I was like, that's what's up. Because I think for me, that's really important for me now on how I'm trying to live and be aware of what's going on in my life and, um, just to not let things stress me the hell out. Like even this, I just don't want to be stressed out about it. Like I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? Write it out. So I like the Coram Deo. And then let's see what else I got on here. Uh, oh, there was um, the big thing that people are talking about is that parents are trying to homeschool or teach their kids. <laughs> That shit is funny to me because it ain't easy. And so you got all these parents talking about, you know, trying to homeschool their kids and stuff. And so one of them said, uh, homeschool day one, wondering how I can get this kid transferred out of my class. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny because we do go through that. They'd be like, you, this child can't come back in my class. This child is crazy. And now you've got the parents at home like, okay, my kid is crazy. So that's kind of funny. And um, let's see, uh, my son sent this to me today. It says, day three of quarantine, I met some lady in my crib named mom. She's kind of loud. I thought that was kind of funny. He's so silly. So I thought that was fun for him. And then, so <clears throat> here's the one that I'll talk about a little bit more. Let's see, I think I have two of them I'd like to. Okay, so this one was posted and it says, it's posted to married men. Now married men, what advice would you give unmarried guys before entering into marriage? And I only screenshot one of them because it summarily was the best response that could have been given to the question from married men, for married men to give advice to unmarried so hold on stephanie said to hell with that i ain't no teacher <laughs> hilarious but stephanie Alyssa do her own thing anyway so just set her in the direction of go and she's fine so okay i'm back i'm sorry so now it says so married men are giving advice to unmarried men about marriage and man he hit this i was like like he copied it from somewhere if he didn't he needs to write a book because this is on it he said First, he said, run. And then he said, no, seriously. First thing, she's going to change every day forever. First thing he said, she's going to change. We, all, we always change. Women always change. We grow up, right? We just, we have to have so many roles in our life that we're never the same person, right? Trust me. You women who are on the show, you know, you can't be the same person that you were when you started having a family. When you met him and you didn't have any kids and then you had kids and you got little kids and high schoolers and you go through this whole thing. Every time there's a change in who you are, it's expected because if you're not changing, you're really suffering. All right. So she's going to change. Number two, set financial, professional, educational goals. If she has none of those, don't marry her. This coming from a married man to a married man. If she doesn't have any goals, don't marry her. That's powerful as hell. And we can talk about that. If she has no friends, you're going to be miserable. <laughs> Which, hey, uh, it's probably true. Uh, four, set reasonable boundaries. Everyone needs privacy and space. That means keep your space, your space, keep your things, your things. And a lot of these things women violate religiously. They want to have access to the phones. They want to have access to the car. They want to have anything that you have. They feel like they should have carte blanche to move in and out of it in your mind, in your compartments, and it doesn't work like that. Uh, number five, understand family will be a part of the deal. Watch how they operate. If you don't want to be involved, just leave. So you ain't got to get caught up in the family shit. Just leave if you want to. Um, 
Number six, opposites attract, but you're gonna have some com you gotta have some common interests. So maybe you do, maybe you are opposites, but it's gotta be some things that bring you together. And number seven, if her hobby includes sleeping, your house is gonna be dirty, don't marry her. I was reading this thinking, wow. And that's from a man who you can tell from those seven little those seven um pointers that he has spent some time trying to understand what it looks like to be married and i could literally appreciate every single one of those because as women we do get so caught up on trying to make people what we want them to be and we lose ourselves in the process and so i love that he addressed the idea of change i had somebody ask me the other day about the guy you're dating what's the one thing about him that you love and i said he loves me for who i am he ain't trying to change me put no bullshit boundaries on me he'll do none of that and i love that i can be myself just as whatever my high is whatever my low is my ideas that's the one thing I, I i've never had anybody just accept me and receive me as i am that's important to me it doesn't matter how much money he has if he's good looking, if he's tall, what does none of that matters. None of that. The fact that I can be who I am and he still loves me, that's the most important thing to me because I've already been in other shit, right? So when you, that's important to me. Other people will have other things that they have to hold on to. But for me, that's huge because that's where I was. I was growing in my own thing and I had to figure out how to get to a place of understanding who I am. Having financial, professional, educational goals, you got to have some goals, personal goals for the family. I even, my daughter's been married um, for just about a year, two years now. And I tell her all the time, put some money aside. I, it ain't a secret. You ain't keeping no secret, but you need to have some money tucked away somewhere. So if you want to go out and sit in the car and have a cocktail or go to a bar or go somewhere or buy a lipstick or buy, you can go do what the hell you want to do set some goals for your family your her movement should always be what's to move the family to the next level and you know and a lot of people are like well that's the man's responsibility let me tell you something the man gonna go just as hard as the woman if he's in it because he's in it is his family if he's not in it he's just along for the ride then get rid of his ass you don't you don't want no kids you need a whole ass man to take the ride with you so i'm always pushing her you got to move your family to the next level get the fucking stepping when he sees how into it you are and that you've got plans he's going to move too if he doesn't start moving and he's trying to hold you get rid of his ass dead weight and if she doesn't have any friends i you know we go through friends and no friends whatever um and he might be miserable but whatever it's your husband he chose it and uh, we talked about boundaries and nobody wants to have have a somebody with a hobby is sleeping shit that's boring and lazy blah 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 so i think that reggie did a great job putting these seven um bullets together on uh giving advice to unmarried men so kudos to him i like that so let's see what else i think that's it for my facebook post of the week i do believe uh let's see what else yeah that's it um did you guys go vote have you we had our primary yesterday i mean uh yeah we had it yesterday so biden won florida so and i know there's been a lot of distractions about what's going on so hopefully you guys still went to vote without all the distractions i think georgia put theirs off so but for Florida, we did go ahead and vote. So um, that was um, important to me. I went uh, last week, I went early to vote early because shit, why not? I have nothing else to do with Sunday and it's literally across the street. So whatever. All right, so let me see what else I was gonna talk about today, tonight. It is 9.35. Um, oh, let me tell you what I was celebrating earlier. And you guys gotta, I know y'all feel me on this because I'm a mother of three kids. 
there is nothing in the world like trying to get your damn kids to a place of adulthood. Like, God dang, like, Jesus, I understand y'all thinking and trying to do some shit, but let me help y'all help me. Let me tell y'all how to do this so that I'm not stressed out about it. So finally, for the first time, not even, I won't say for the first time, in years, I have all three of my kids are in school and I was so excited. So Joya went to school right after, she went to college right after high school. She stayed for a year. She was over it. That's the one I was telling y'all last week. She was living her best life for about seven years, baby. She was doing her. Now she's working full time and she's going to school. I'm so excited. So Jasmine started school when she finished and she stopped and now she's back in school. Holly's freaking Luya. I'm like, all I need to see is that you guys are moving forward. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> I hate to sound like that. <laughs> but I was celebrating because I was so proud that they finally have made the decision on their own because I'm not a pushy parent. I'm not a, I'm not going to pull the spoon away because you ain't do what I want you to do. I'm not going to threaten you because you ain't do it the way I want you to do it. I, I'm not that parent. You know, I'm the shit. Y'all listen to me. I'm the talking parent. I'm the communicator. I'm the, let's talk through the situation. I'm the one that make you accept responsibility and look at your choices and situations. That's me as a parent. I'm not going to give you hell about it. I'm just going to be like, well, you chose that. What did you expect? So I always put stuff on choice. And finally, they're both in school. Quentin's finishing up his 11th grade year, and then he'll be a senior next year, and then off to college he'll go. So I'm really very, very happy about that. And I was celebrating today because I felt like as a mom, I had to figure out one of the things you always want to do with your kids is to keep them out of harm's way. And you don't want your daughter to grow up to be on drugs or to be a stripper or to have 10 kids by 10 different men. Like you got all these things that you see when you worry about your kids. Well, guess what? Sometimes kids do what they want to do. And as the parent, it's not for me to judge them or not for me to cut them off because of it, it's for me to continue to teach them and guide them to get them through it. So Jasmine decided early that she wanted to have a baby. And guess what? They didn't consult me when they were making this baby. All I knew about it was after the fact that she's pregnant. Was I terrified? Absolutely. And that's how I ended up moving here because I realized I have to make sure that my children are okay. That's why I, I that's how I operate like she's having a baby I I tried to scream and cry and talk she didn't want to hear it she was excited about it I moved here well Joya decided she was going to try her luck at being a dancer she was going to work at the strip club I talked about that too but I couldn't stop her from doing it so shit I had to do what I was going to do as a mom go visit go sit in there watch her make sure she was safe and everybody just kind of grows through those tumultuous moments. And that's what that's me as a mom. And the reason I'm talking about this is because I had a conversation with one of my colleagues. It's me as a mom and a, a leader in my family. Because even if you're divorced or single, you're inadvertently you put in the, as the leader in your family. You don't have a choice. No one is leading you. You have to lead your children. You've got to lead because, hell, nobody else is going to do it. You have to be independent. You have to make sure that everything goes the way that it's supposed to go. You got to go through all of this shit, right? So I'm, I'm big on that. And no one had to tell me what I needed to do that I just needed to take care of my kids. I think you just know when you have them. Like you, you have these little people, you don't know them. They don't have any money. They don't have any job references when you get them home from the hospital. All they're going to do is eat and love off of you. That's what they're going to know. So you know that they're going to grow up to be adults to make their own decisions. Well, I think for me, my biggest fear was that I wouldn't do right by them and getting them to adulthood. That's important to me because being an adult, that's some awesome shit, but you got to get it. Because if you can't figure out how to be an adult, you end up in a child's place 
in so many situations, don't matter how old you are, the conversation goes left. You don't know how to defend yourself. You don't know how to stand up and you end up, you stay in the child's place. And that's a lot of times people raise their kids to be in those child places, right? And what do you hear your whole life? Children should be seen and not heard. Don't talk to me like that. You disrespected me. Do what I tell you to do. You Children are literally raised to take orders from somebody outside of their house. It's rare that children are taught in the house to stand up to and have those tough conversations that they'll need to have in the damn streets. Because we, it's easy as a single mom, divorced mom, if you do everything I tell you to do, it's going to make my life easier in trying to get us through this shit. Like, and that's the truth. You don't have room for nobody doing some sideways stuff, but it doesn't work because people are independent thinkers and they're going to do what they want to do. So one of the things that I always try to do is to make sure that I talk to my kids and encourage those tough conversations. And I've had people tell me, oh, you let her talk to you like that? I would have smacked her in her mouth. And I'm like, she going to have to learn how to fucking talk to people outside of me? Like, I'm mom. I never, I'm not ruler. I ain't boss. I ain't slave master. I'm mom and my role is to get you to adulthood and get you the fuck on with your life. That's what I, God gave me, gave you to me because I could do that. That's why you came through me. That's why I'm your vessel because I have the tools needed to get you to where you need to go. Now, how I'm going to get them to you, that ain't on you. That ain't on them. It's on me. So I really have to be able to have the tough calm ass conversations because kids snap and it seems easy to reach over and smack them. But I, don't, I didn't like to be smacked. I didn't like to be hit growing up. I don't even like somebody raise their hand at me. So I was never big on hitting my kids. We talked through whatever issue we haven't. We gonna talk through it. What's the problem? Right ever. So I wasn't ever big on that. So I talk about raising the kids or raising adults to be adults. And I'm sure you guys see it when you're talking to people. You're thinking like, can't you make a fucking decision for yourself? Or don't you know how you ended up in this situation fucked up? Like, don't you see that? People don't see it. We hear it all the time when people start talking about relationships. No one ever wants to take the blame for a relationship being shitty. It's always somebody else and what somebody did to them. That's one of the things I never allowed in my house. The rule of thumb when some shit goes south and you're telling me about it, the first thing you start with is I. I want to know what you did. I was such and such and such, and this happened. Own the fact that you were in it. That's how I, I talk to people I've worked with, my children, my ex-husband. And a lot of people don't like that because they want to blame you. Well, you this and you this and you. Well, fuck, what you do? But what would you do? Own you. And I, I'm big on that. And I, I think that a lot of times we miss that because it's so easy to put the blame on somebody else. Well, he, he did this and he did this. Oh, shit. What, what you do? Well, you know, I was just trying to be down for him and I love him. And well, okay. So you were being down. He lied to you. How many times? How many times does he get to run you through the muck before you realize I have a choice on whether I'm being mistreated or not? Like, when do you own that you can move out of a situation? When do you own it? And the people have a difficult time expressing that when trying to understand their role in relationships because they can tell you what you need to do for them to be successful in a relationship. What? First of all, you can't tell me what I need to do for you to be successful in a relationship. I'm going to do Joycelyn. Faceless love's going to do faceless love. That's it. But he don't get to tell me who to be. But a lot of times people want you to do something different, not understanding the ownership of movement is on self. This is who you have control over. 
That's the only person you have control over. When we start understanding that and dealing with people in relationships, it becomes so much easier to step away from some, from some shit. It becomes easy to step away when you realize, oh, I ain't got to do this. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Thank you. Whatever. Bye. You understand? I got to protect me. That means I still have to have some Joycelyn left for the next thing I do. You don't get to use me up. We have um, a conversation on Facebook the other day talking about somebody made a post saying that they're not dating somebody who make less than $30,000 a year. <laughs> I was like, that's the craziest shit I ever heard. The fuck? And the person who said that needs to grow up. And they got mad at me saying that if I didn't understand that, I need to grow up. I'm like, first of all, $30,000 ain't no money. That's the first thing. So if you putting the dollar value on somebody's work, $30,000, that's not going to do it. That's what, less than $2,500 a month, right? About $2,500 a month. So I'm like, that's not, you ain't making no money. Like that ain't no money. But they made this big thing about it, a whole discussion about having standards. And so I was asking Faceless Love about it. I was like, so if you make, if somebody makes $30,000, they got a lot of, they ain't going to be able to live off of anything. And you just want to be able to say to somebody, oh, he make $30,000. Well, if he paid rent or mortgage, a car, no insurance, got a cell phone, got a, some cable, maybe, any kind of investment for retirement, he ain't got no money. That ain't no money. And when you make a judgment on doing something based off somebody else's dollar value, then you screw yourself because it don't mean nothing. It, like, it literally means nothing. And if somebody's making $30,000 today, and they knew apprentice on their job or whatever, hell, in two years, they could be making what, 60, 65, 70? It could double their money, but you ain't gonna date them because they'll make 30. So it's those kind of basic thoughts trying to control what somebody else is doing to put you in a position to feel like you're doing better or well. My thing is, shit, concentrate on you. <laughs> How much money are you making? How much money do you make and how much do you plan to make? That's it. Like, hands down, that's it. That is the goal for me. My guy makes more money than me on so many levels. Hands down. And guess what? I take care of myself. I make it a point to take care of myself. I don't try to exist where he exists. I can't afford that. I'm a school teacher. Y'all know school teachers make what, 50, 50, $55,000 a year, maybe. Sounds like a lot, but I'm also 50 trying to make sure I have money in my retirement. So that means I'm making money, I'm living off of it, I'm putting money aside, I'm trying to build a business. I got all of this. If somebody look at me and be like, oh, she's been teaching this long and she make this much money and they sadly mistaken, because I'll be like, I got $20. <laughs> That's all I'm spending is $20. Kiss my ass. I'm not doing anything different. Like, but that's me having control over me and not trying to live in this play play space or trying to get somebody to dictate the way that I move. Ownership. And Kat said, happy birthday, Kat. So Kat's on here. It's her birthday. Self-control equals self-happiness. Absolutely. When you can manage who you are, that's what's up. Hey there, Alicia. Miss Philly. Thank you, girl. So we have to make sure we pay attention to those types of things. We only have control over ourselves. And when you're in a situation of looking at other, let me tell you something. Honest to truth, honest to God truth. At this age, the people that you meet, they are who they are. They're not gonna be any different. They're not changing. Even if you want them to change, they're incapable of changing. You, I don't care what you do, they're not going to change. Let me tell you a little, this is a little, this is the truth right here. When you start talking about people and them doing their thing and only managing you, the telltale sign to not dealing with somebody is based on their integrity. If you meet somebody and they don't have any integrity, get the hell away from them. Their character sucks, 
get the hell away. If they're presenting anything false to you and you find out, it's time to exit. If you give them another chance, they're going to show you because that's who they are. They don't have any integrity. It's not going to all of a sudden come. That's some, that's some big shit. And I talked about this before. Integrity is who you are when nobody is looking. Are you good? Are you, how do you present? One thing about me, my daughters will tell you this. We didn't litter. Litter, no. I kept, when we went out to parades and stuff, I would have my jeans and I always had a trash pocket. So we didn't litter and I didn't carry their shit. So if we went to the fair or to the whatever and they won stuff, you carry it. It only take them one time to realize not to get all this stuff. I wasn't that mom. Remember, I was the mom raising the kids to do their own thing. I wasn't that mom. So if they want something, they were stuck with it. I'm not carrying it. I'm not wearing the backpack. No. So if they ate something, if they had a lollipop or opened some candy, the rule was you put it in the right pocket. Right front pocket is the lit, is the trash pocket. And I made sure I always wore jeans with a pocket when we were going somewhere so that they will understand the importance of leave, putting their stuff in a place that we can dispose of it. If you open it, you are responsible for it. If you touch it, it belongs to you. These are rules. Like, these are legitimate rules of things that we did. If we were walking out of the mall and it was a cup on the ground and my son kicked the cup, you know what I told him? You touched it, you own it. Pick it up. Throw it in the trash. It ain't even, well, don't fucking touch it. That's an easy rule. Walk over it. But for right now, you touched it, you own it. Throw it away. That would take a couple of times for they for them to get that. Throw a piece of paper out of the window, stop the car, get it. This is important because they needed to understand that if you touched it and it belongs to you, you are responsible to see it through the end process. Now, as adults, do they necessarily do that? They may not, but they know to do it. They know that it's important that you monitor your footprint, not because somebody paid, somebody paid to pick this up. Somebody, I wish they would say some shit like that. Well, you doing it for free because it's yours. Like those types of things, you, we have to teach our children what it means to care about you, your surroundings. All of that blends into your character and your integrity. If you're going to do good work and you're going to commit to start to finish, you're going to be good. You ain't looking for no shortcuts, throwing your shit on the ground. I stopped dating a guy because he threw some paper on the ground. I knew we were walking out of the store and he opened like some cigarettes or a black or something and threw the paper on the ground. I knew then I wouldn't see him anymore. I knew then I wouldn't see him again just because of that. And I'm happy that I didn't. I didn't even, that didn't even bother me. I was like, oh, I ain't gonna see him no more. Cause that let me know he is not aware to me. He's not aware of himself and his surroundings enough to take care of the stuff that belongs to him. How do we take care of? How do we pass forward anyway? So I ended up picking it up and throwing it away. And that was our date was just about over with that. I'm big on taking, personal responsibility if it's yours if you touch it <clears throat> you've committed to it it belongs to you when people show you that they don't have any character well or that their character is questionable their integrity sucks they're a liar they don't have any honor whatever and not even about loyalty not even about loyalty because Loyalty is the death of many of us. I have straight loyalty issues in myself. But what protects me in my loyalty issue is now that I've been able to recognize what, what am I being loyal to? Maybe I am loyal, but am I giving it in a place that's empty, right? So when somebody tells you, shows you they're a liar, that's who they are. Don't even be surprised. I can't believe you lied to me. Maybe the first time. The second time, mm-hmm, damn liar. I knew you was a liar. <laughs> I would say that mess in a minute. Don't you know what? Don't even talk to me, liar. Well, I was just saying, uh-uh. Blah, 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 blah. The rule of thumb with liars. They lie. If you lie, you cheat, you steal. You have to own the words that come out of your mouth. You are the person responsible for them. And if somebody's lying, manipulating you, trust it's their intention. It's their intention. And if they are a habitual liar, they can't control it. 
what the fuck you gonna deal with them for anyway? Let them release them to somebody else. Nobody needs all that drama and chaos in their lives. So we have to remember as we move forward, as we seek our own path, as we get to where we're going, there are key things in our path that belong to us, our movements, our thoughts, our desires, our words, our commitment to being great. Those are our things. Whether somebody mistreats us as adults. I know kids, sometimes kids get mistreated because their parents want to beat their ass. They don't get a pass on that. I'll have that conversation any day. People talk about, well, I got beat when I was younger. Yeah, okay. And what? Mm -hmm. No, that's not all right. Um, um, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Beating somebody is into submission is definitely beating them into submission. All of, training them to be slave mentality. So you don't you don't allow yourself as an adult to be mistreated by anybody. I don't care what their sob ass story is, cause they every got everybody got a sob story. Well, I can't, you get, oh, back to the $1,000 we may get. So you get your money. Somebody going to need some of it. They're going to spend theirs, and then they're going to come to you. You still got some money left? I'm going to need to do such and such and such. They didn't talk to you when they spent their $1,000. Let me tell y'all a story that happened to me. Talking about this, the same shit. So somebody, listen, let me finish that thought first. So somebody's going to want to take something from you. And the only way they can get it is if you give it to them. You have to be careful of what you allow. Set you some boundaries on how people make use of you. You can't just allow people to run over you, men or women. You cannot do that. It's not healthy. And then you end up hurt. So... Y'all know I drive an Impala, 2011 Impala, you know. I drive her because she's my baby. And, you know, it makes that clicking sound sound like a helicopter when I crank it up. It's the actuator. I got to fix it. I know, I know, I know. That, that stuff doesn't bother me. Whatever. So the other day I'm driving, my window goes down, and I could feel a little click in the armrest. And I was like, oh, dang, it's broken. I couldn't get my window up, so I had to get it had to get something fixed. Well, <clears throat> my neighbor knows a mechanic who was coming to fix her car. So I was like, oh, let me order my part. And when he comes, I'll see if he can fix my switch. Otherwise, you know me, I had watched a little YouTube video waiting for the part to get here. I could put it together myself. No worries. I ain't scared of it. Well, he came in to do my neighbor's car and my neighbor needed a part for her car. She didn't have what she needed. So she came and asked if I would take her to the store to get the part. So, of course, I was like, well, yeah. You know, she hooked me up with the mechanic. Of course, I'll take her. Yeah. You know, I don't, really, I don't really do stuff like that. Like, people know, don't come to me because I don't get caught up in that because I'm quick to be like, no. And then that makes me a bitch. Whatever. So, I'm like, yeah, I'll take you. So, I took, I told her. and But when I went back outside, the mechanic was taking her to the store. No big deal. So he came, fixed her car. He was working on my door. He told me it was something different. I had to go get it, but it wasn't, whatever. So I was like, hey, can you take me, run me up to the store real quick so I can get the part? How about this ever going to tell me no? Now, this is the same person that just asked me an hour ago to do something. She, would I do something for her? But then when I asked her the same thing, no. I was like, oh, okay, I see. Right? This is what I'm telling you. People will come to you to get what they want with no intention of giving you anything back. They will come and take from you. Like, and they don't care. Those are the fucking leeches. They will do that. You know, hell, you might be one of those people. I didn't make you, so I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. You might be one. Or you might know one. Somebody that always come around when it's time to, just in case, if y'all passing the blunt, they want to come and they want to hit the blunt. They ain't never bringing nothing to the table when it's time to pass the blunt. Or they want to drink when you pop the bottle. Or they want to eat when you got the crab boil. They coming for this stuff, but they ain't bringing nothing. And when you ask them, they always got a reason. Oh, I ain't got no money. I had to do this. And I, there's people out there that exist that way. But if it's a problem, you have to be the one to stop that from people making ill use of you. I will say that every week, the only person you have control over is you. When people make ill use of you, it's because you let them. 
you let them make ill use of you. And we don't want to own that we're letting somebody fuck with us because that means we're embarrassed about it. We're ashamed. But it only take you one or two times to be like, girl, I cannot believe you let that shit happen again. And the next time it looks like it's going to happen, you'd be like, oh, no, I got I'm drinking off this for a little while, girl. <laughs> you go get your own. Oh, no, I ain't sharing a day. And that's real easy to say. No, I'm good. We good. Go on, girl. No, you can't hit this. This me. I got this. No. And it's, that's a big deal for me because I've had enough takers in my life to understand that nobody can take what I'm not, what I don't allow. People come with the intention of it, but if I don't allow it, you can't take it. So you have to make sure that you protect yourself. You put yourself in the safest space that you can. And when people come to you, trust that they're coming to you for something, whether it's to give you some yumminess or to take your yumminess from you but you only operate in the space that you can control don't let anybody make control take control over you or put you in a position that you can't respond in a way that's healthy for you so this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed it's 10 o'clock on Wednesday thank you guys so much for joining don't forget you can download this episode and past episodes on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's awesome. So anyway, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Be safe with this coronavirus. I know we're all going to take some risk. I can't wait to get me some yummy, yummy. I want it bad, and I'm trying to figure out what's my level of risk. If I have a fever up in this bitch next week, y'all going to be like, oh, her ass was out there. I'm just saying, but that's me. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll just try not to put too many people at risk, <laughs> but I, I understand there is a problem, but I definitely would like some attention. So uh, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate you so much. I'll see you guys next week. And remember, everything is better. Everything, oh, Jesus, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. Good night. We'll see you next week. Bye.